You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Happy Monday and welcome back to the Futurecast show here on the Roto Underworld Radio Airwaves. Y'all know who it is, baby. It is Ray G, host of the Destination Debbie podcast and your captain for this rookie ride that we embark on every single Monday. Make sure you're locked in. You can find me on Twitter at Ray GQ. Make sure you're following everybody associated with Roto Underworld, man. Good shit dropping. I think uh, there's some uh, there's some goodies for you over there on playerprofiler.com as well. I think there's this deluxe dynasty package that Matt Kelly, the podfather himself, just unveiled. Just head on over there and check it out. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Uh, but this past Saturday, I was watching the National Geographic Channel with my son, checking it out, you know, teaching him about nature and shit like that, because you never know when antelopes and meerkats are going to invade suburban Dallas. So I got to get him prepared. I have a, I have to have him ready. I'm, I want to make sure he knows about these animals, okay? And we were watching this piece on the brown hair. And let me tell you, man, these brown hairs are explosive as hell. They're shifty. They're explosive. They're fast. Their change of direction is absolutely 100% in the tier one category within the animal kingdom. They are literally like crazy, crazy fast, crazy athletic. And kind of a cool thing they do during mating season is they box like one another, like literally hind legs on their paws, like, you know, scrapping, fighting one another, boxing. That's what they do, man. They got to attract the mates. They got to mate. They got to breed. You know, that's what they do. These little shits are fascinating. These brown hairs, these little shits are fascinating. And the brown hair can actually reach speeds up to 45 miles per hour, making them one of the fastest animals on the planet. They are, they are up there in that category as just speed demons, these little brown hairs. And, uh, you know, when they're disturbed, they're, they can be seen bounding across fields using their powerful hind legs to propel them forward, often in a zigzag pattern. And as I'm listening to this narrator, I'm captivated by this, and my son is as well, it dawned on me. I was like, shit, Rondell Moore. That's that's what these little brown hairs remind me of, is Rondell Moore. Now, 
while a hare isn't like the biggest animal in the animal kingdom, of course, it's a rather large, like within the rabbit family, they're one of the bigger ones, right? Outside of those like giant pet rabbits that people have that are the size of a damn golden retriever, the brown hare is is actually pretty big relative to its its peer rabbit species family. So it's got decent size. It's got decent size, uh, above average athleticism, elite athleticism, elite speed, elite change of direction. I'm just like, dude, that's that's Rondell Moore, wide receiver out of Purdue. And I know on the last episode, I talked about Elijah Moore from Ole Miss, the wide receiver who's very comparable in size to Rondell Moore, who has been absolutely destroying college football this 2020 season. And I made the comment, I said, if Rondell Moore were doing what Elijah Moore is doing, we'd be losing our damn minds, which is still true. If Rondell Moore was producing like Elijah Moore this season, uh, we'd be talking about everybody consensus would be talking about the number one wide receiver in the 2021 NFL draft class. But Rondell Moore is an interesting case, right? This is a player who was a mega, mega monstrous producer as a 18-year-old true freshman in a Power 5 conference on a Power 5 team, monstrous producer, and we'll dive into that. Then his second season, he started out looking like he was on track to do the same thing and then has this this hyper-extended hamstring-looking injury. It looked like his knee, how he did not tear his knee on the play versus Minnesota in the fourth game of the season, nobody knows. I, I can't believe it. You go watch it. You see a picture of it. There's no way that you're thinking that this player escapes a significant knee injury, but he did. He did. It was a hamstring injury, and by all accounts from everybody associated within that Purdue circle, Rondell could have come back to finish the 2019 season, but Purdue was shit. So he was like, I'm not going to waste my body. I'm not going to rush back out there for no chance at an even college football playoff position, a bowl game. So he doesn't play the rest of 2019. And then everything happens in this world, in this country with COVID-19. And we see all kinds of college athletes start to opt out and not putting their bodies at risk during this upside down, wacky, wonky college football season where there was no spring ball. There, the fall camps were modified. The college season was delayed. He decides to opt out. But then, but then the Big Ten says they're going to play after saying that the Big Ten was canceled, shut down. Big Ten said, we're back. We're going to play. We can't miss out on this revenue. The health of our student athletes is not as important as the almighty dollar. So the Big Ten comes back. And then Rondell Moore, this, this player that we were all excited to see play, after telling us he was going to opt out, he says, damn it, I'm going to come back and play. So we're excited. Yes, Rondell Moore is in. He is going to participate in this eight-game Big Ten season, and then he doesn't play game one. And then he doesn't play game two. And then he's not in game three. And at that point, everybody's just fed up, right? Like, damn it, it are you in or are you out? He hasn't said that he's opting back out. There are no kind of reports surrounding why he's not playing. We just know that Rondell Moore is not on the field. And then something really, really crazy happened. Around Thursday evening, I start to get messages, dude, it looks like Rondell's going to play. After I came out and said, I don't think he's going to play at all. I thought he was just... I'm seeing reports that he was just practicing to stay healthy and had no intentions on playing. Thursday night, Rondell Moore may play. 
Friday morning, he still hasn't been ruled out. Friday evening, Rondell Moore is going to is going to go give it a go during pregame. And then all of a sudden, he's active and he's playing against Minnesota on Friday night. Now, Rondell Moore is one of the top wide receiver prospects in this class. And on the other side of the field, we have Rashad Bateman, who, again, he is one of the top wide receiver prospects in this 2021 class. So now, Friday night is shaping up to be primetime TV. And most of you didn't see it because it came on the Big Ten Network, which you have to pay extra for that. But you know, old GQ's got you covered. I was watching intently to see how Purdue was going to work in this player who his last game, the last time he stepped on a field of competition in any meaningful way was September 28th of 2019, the game versus Minnesota where he had two receptions, 18 yards before going down with the season ending hamstring injury. How were they going to work Rondell Moore into the game? Beautifully, beautifully. But, but for those of you, for those of you who, who haven't seen the stat line or you're still kind of confused as to who Rondell Moore is, you like how I just teased you a little bit and then walk it back. Well, Rondell Moore was one of the most productive high school players in the country in the 2017 class, all right? He was a U.S. Army All-American. So that right there lets you know, despite his size, he was legit. One of the top wide receivers in the country, Gatorade Player of the Year in 2017 in the state of Kentucky, was all everything during his collegiate career, all right? In high school, and, and when for those of you who aren't in tune with high school athletics, a quarterback play traditionally is not very good. So this kid finished with over 100 receptions and 1,400 yards, 16 touchdowns as a senior in high school. So a 100 reception season in high school is insane for a prep player to catch that many passes for over 1,400 yards, 16 TDs as a high school senior is ridiculous, ridiculous for a high school kid to do that. So he already had this outstanding high school prep profile and the athleticism to match. The athleticism to match is what's so awesome about this player, Rondell Moore. Let me give you a glimpse of just how athletic he was coming out of high school. So according to ESPN, these Spark Nike Combine results are pretty legit, okay? They're not the Indianapolis laser time, but it's also not hand time either. They take these things very seriously. And as a senior in high school, Rondell Moore at one of the Nike Spark Combine events posted a 4-3-3 40-yard dash, which was the best at his position. His 20-yard short shuttle, 4.01. The the leader in that was Jalen Robinson, 3.88. So Rondell Moore's 20-yard shuttle time still absolutely elite. Vertical jump, 42.7 was his vertical leap. The leader in that category, 43 and a half. Power throw, 35. And his spark rating, overall spark rating, he was the top athlete at this event with a 133.63. Rondell Moore, it ain't just me saying it. This kid is athletic, dynamic, and explosive. And this is according to his high school things, his high school testing numbers, which if, if, if we're giving him the same grace that we've given Justin Jefferson and every other high school player, the process and thought is when they get into a collegiate program, they not only get bigger, they get stronger and they get faster. Now, Rondell Moore is vertically challenged at five foot nine. 
He is uh, listed on Purdue's website at 180, 185 pounds. I've seen the weight fluctuate. So you're looking at a player um, in that mold does not fit the prototypical alpha X wide receiver, but he's an alpha slot receiver. And we'll run through some of that. And I'm not a person who does the comp game. I I just don't like doing it. I feel like there are other services that actually put uh, data and there's historical context to give you, I guess, best, like good, best comparable players, right? A lot of people just, we think high-end comps. Every, Every fucking player is the next Randy Moss slash Barry Sanders mixed with Walter Payton with a touch of Jim Brown. Like every, every damn player is comp to these high-end assets. That's why I love the information that you get off a of player profiler when you're looking at the best comparable players based on those analytical traits, thresholds, production. It takes all of that to, into consideration, not just, oh man, he's got quick feet. He's the next LaShawn McCoy. But when I watch Rondell Moore play, when, I, when I've broken him down, when I've studied his game, how he wins, he reminds me of a more explosive version of potential Hall of Famer from the Carolina Panthers and Baltimore Ravens, Steve Smith. And coming out of Utah, Steve Smith at five foot nine, 185 pounds, was a third round pick. I would bet a lot of money that Rondell Moore has significantly higher draft capital than Steve Smith. Steve Smith, 4440 yard dash, speed score, the burst score, bursty player, uh, agile, and to be his size, had a pretty, pretty decent catch radius. And we know what Steve Smith was able to go on to do in his NFL career, and that was dominate. And Steve Smith was able to dominate inside. And he was able to dominate outside multiple, multiple thousand yard seasons being the alpha. And even towards the twilight of his career, he was still very productive for the Baltimore Ravens. So when I look at Rondell Moore's game, that's who he reminds me of. He reminds me of Steve Smith. So let's 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 break this down again. We've got a player who had the high school profile, right? His collegiate first season in which he absolutely destroyed everybody that he played against in in college football with over 110 receptions, 1,200 yards, winning every All-American honor you can think of, dominated over 30% market share, 30% dominator rating as an 18-year-old true freshman the year in which he broke out. Plays a little bit in 2019, does nothing up through 2020. And this past Friday, he was back on the field. And I fully anticipated a stat line, five for 60, four for 48, you know, working him back into the offense because he hadn't played, hadn't been around. Oh, no, 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 no. Rondell Moore commanded a whopping 20 targets, 20 targets in his first game back in over a year of live collegiate football action. Friday night stage to himself, they threw him the ball 20 damn times. 15 receptions, 116 yards, three carries, 20 yards, and a touchdown. In his first game back, the explosiveness, the dynamism, the speed, the agility, the power. Rondell Moore came back and said, shit, let me remind y'all, let me remind those who think that I'm not that dude, that I am really that guy. And I need to be considered as the top wide receiver in this NFL draft class when we're talking about 2021 prospects. I understand that he does not have the prototypical height. I don't care. 
I don't care. And when he's drafted early, you need not care either. When he was in the field, on the field of play during 2018, his performance and dominance out of the slot position is out of this world. He was dominant. And we talked about the NFL developing a position on defense to stop those slot guys. I had an entire breakdown about how important and critical the slot position is. Just go listen to episode six of the Future Cast, Elijah Moore. Go listen to that show. Elijah Moore Freaky Friday, and you'll learn all about why and how the slot position is truly a mismatch nightmare weapon type position on the NFL field. And that's what Rondell Moore is going to play. He's not going to be like a Justin Jefferson who played 98% of his routes out of the slot last year and then is able to win on the outside. I think Moore can do that, but you want to keep him inside. Let him abuse linebackers and safeties and devote an extra cornerback on the field to stop him. So in 2018, get this, get this. In 2018, we talked about the receptions. We talked about the yards, 154 targets for an 18-year-old freshman, right? 56 first downs, 892 of his 1,258 yards came after the catch. He had seven drops on the season. So with the smaller guy, smaller hands, he drops a little bit of passes, okay? I don't give a damn about any of that. He forced 37 missed tackles after the reception in 2018. Check this out. That was more than Jerry Judy in his three years combined at the University of Alabama. It was more than Justin Jefferson. It was more than Jalen Rager. One more than LaVisca Chenault, who forced 44 missed tackles after the reception, and CeeDee Lamb, the GOAT himself, 48 after the catch. But his dynamism and his ability to make people miss in space after he gets the ball in his hands is what dreams are made of. We just watch A.J. Brown do damage after the receptions. He's not a catch and fall receiver. He's not a smaller version of Mike Evans who's just going to get it and fall down. All you have to do is get the ball in his hands and this kid can produce. 688 of his seven, 872 plays that counted for anything. That's that's offensive plays out of the out of wide receiver position, out of the slot, kick return, punt return. 688 of those plays came from the slot position. In 2018, he was number one in slot targets in NCAA. 139 of his 154 targets came when he was inside of the slot. Other notable names inside that top 10, A.J. Brown, Tyler Johnson, Jacoby Myers, Paris Campbell, Scotty Miller, Jalen Hurd, and Jerry Judy were all inside the top 20 with slot targets in 2018. He was first in the NCAA in slot receptions with 102, second in yards, and fourth in touchdowns in 2018 from the slot position. 13th in yards per route one run with 2.65 yards per route run. Notable names ahead of Rondell Moore, Jerry Judy, Paris Campbell, A.J. Brown, Tyler Johnson, Darnell Mooney, Scotty Miller. Dude, and let me just tell y'all, Jacoby Myers is littered through these stats from the 2018 season. I mean, just a dominant slot performance for Jacoby Myers. So it's no, it's not a coincidence that when given opportunity, he's actually produced at the next level. 91% of his offensive receiving snaps in 2018 came from the slot position. In 2019, 38 targets, 29 receptions, 385 yards, two TDs, and 210 of those 385 yards came after the catch. And then he comes back, like I said, this year after missing over 300 and, you know, 300 and 
80 days of away from competitive competition, he comes in, commands 20 targets, 15 receptions, 116, three carries, 20 yards, one touchdown, 100 of those yards, 100 of those 116 came after the catch and produced seven first downs. Rondell Moore did not just come back and say, yo, let me reintroduce myself. He came back and said, damn it, I heard the noise. I hear you talking and y'all need to shut the hell up because I'm back, baby, and I'm doing work. This kid, you don't want to miss out on more. And I know there are people out there, my boy, my boy, Nate List, doesn't like him. Doesn't like him. Says he's too short. Too short. Not going to be able to succeed at the next level. Yet, we continue to see the NFL saying that they value playmakers. They value the speed. They value the athleticism. Marquise Brown. If we put Marquise Brown if I showed you tape, just if, if I just said, watch this and put on film of Marquise Brown and then put on film of Rondell Moore, 10 out of 10 times you would choose Rondell Moore. We see these players being able to succeed at the next level because of how the offenses are playing. What they're doing, we're seeing big ass six foot four Michael Pittman running jet sweep motions out of the backfield. Like there are no, while we want to, to talk about our ideal build, we have to remember that what we want or what we would build in a lab looking like Calvin Johnson, looking like Julio Jones, isn't necessarily what's required in order to succeed at the next level. Those of you who want the production, you look for the analytical side of things. You want to see those thresholds be hit. You want to see early dominance. You want to see early age breakout. You want to see a receiver command the lion's share of the opportunity in an offense from a good conference. You have that at one of the earliest ages ever recorded. You want to see athleticism. Not only was he athletic in high school, that athleticism is carried over to the collegiate side. And Rondell Moore has posted countless videos of squatting 600 pounds. So we know that he has the requisite athleticism. We know that he has the production to, to back up whatever analytical threshold you want to throw his way. And then we see him after taking off over a year of live competitive action, come back and Purdue says, get him the ball. He is the guy. This brown hair, this short, explosive, shifty, fast, zigzaggy type player is a weapon at the next level. And again, I've told you, I don't comp often. There's no need for me to do that. I don't need to throw out a, a, a name for clicks, but he really does remind me of Steve Smith. And I'm telling you right now, folks, I, I, he is my number one wide receiver prospect in the 2021 class. I know Jamar Chase is a stud and Devonta Smith, another hundred yard game for Devonta Smith balling out. Jalen Waddle's got the athleticism to do that as well. And then you have players like a Rashad Bateman. You have players uh, like a Tylen Wallace, a Daomi Brown, a Seth Williams, and I'm in Ross St. Brown. But when you're talking about get the ball in his hands and make plays happen, uh, a, a dynamic threat, somebody that's going to keep defensive coordinators up all night. I promise you, Rondell Moore is that type of player. And right now, everybody should be so excited because we saw this guy that has been labeled injury prone with one confirmed injury go out there and absolutely pick up his dominance and did not miss a beat. Rondell Moore, this dude, 
this guy is who you want on your fantasy rosters. So make sure you continue to acquire those picks. You continue to load up on those seconds, those late first, so you can trade up, so you can maneuver around to make sure Rondell Moore is on your dynasty team in 2021.